0: hello and welcome to the penguins collective podcast my name is Louie. my name is josh and we are two brothers who love to talk about hockey especially the pittsburgh penguins all aboard the Dubas train we've had a busy week
1: let's get after it
0: all right the pittsburgh penguins have made a have made a lot of moves this week with the draft with personnel and a lot of free agents let's go after it josh start us off
1: yeah i mean you nailed it kyle dubas had his hands full all week technically the entire nhl it was a busy week busy schedule but Kyle Dubas kicked it off. It was Tuesday, I believe, that he made a personnel hiring for the Director of Hockey Operations and Legal Affairs by hiring Vuki Mpufu. Uh, now, I do apologize if that pronunciation is way off, but... Uh, I think he, you nailed
0: it. I, I honestly <laughs> I think, think so, you too. You know, I have no idea. You sounded out all the letters. I think <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think you, you crushed it. It's like when we signed these... Uh, these uh finnish and and uh, um, swedish players yeah. you just kind of hope for the best and just absolutely say all the letters that are in front of you
1: yeah so i like this guy super young 27 years old Ooh, um probably but, a
0: big analyst guy josh
1: well i don't know we'll find out but he is uh he was involved with the king's franchise okay. uh, before coming over to the penguins and heavily involved with the uh like cap manipulation and contract structuring. All right. So that's like, I think he was probably brought on for a particular reason heading into the free agency period. And
0: he's the new director of hockey operations, correct? And legal affairs. Yes. And legal affairs. Yeah. So that's that the is, full title. That's the Doho Plus LA. <laughs> yeah. We that's like hilarious. our acronyms here. So it's uh, Doho Plus LA. LA from LA. LA. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Well, welcome aboard. Um, can't wait to see what you do. I mean, you've been pretty quiet over the last couple of days, but I'm sure you're behind the scenes doing a lot of work and a lot of paperwork because of that legal affairs stuff. So I'm sure you're all on that. So welcome to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Speaking of welcoming people to the Pittsburgh Penguins, we sent out some qualifying offers later in the week oh no no i'm jumping the gun we forgot the draft jump the big thing jump the biggest thing we could talk about is the nhl draft so josh you live streamed the draft what happened during that day
1: yeah it was a busy day for the penguins that morning they made a trade with the vegas golden knights for riley smith you went live you covered that real quick so Uh, just to recap penguins sent a third round draft pick for 2024 to the vegas golden knights for riley smith a winger um now the penguins at the trade deadline last year traded teddy bluger to vegas for a third round draft pick so we just swapped that we gave them back their third round draft pick um but yeah if you didn't know that already Find us on Twitter at Penn's Collective. Louie did a good job covering that right after the, the trade went down. Then at night was the actual draft. Penguins had the 14th overall pick. There were a bunch of bunch of sliding players. There were a few reaches, one essentially by A uh, lot of reaches. By Arizona. Oh. But a couple picks ahead of us. Took this guy that was like projected in
0: the hundreds <laughs> a lot of people had him at like pick 130 something yeah. or something like that and then I was,
1: I was gonna be kind and just say the second round but, but yeah.
0: <laughs> they picked them very early arizona yeah. is a failing franchise and i think it was evident during the draft yeah
1: and kyle dubas directed our scouting department to take some reaches and you know some chances on some players but luckily they didn't do anything like that um but with the 14th overall pick they drafted Braden Yeager uh I believe he was part of the WHL um I went live as that draft was happening that draft selection was happening so if you want to check my immediate reaction to that and watch me complain about ESPN uh again at Penns Collective on Twitter I just can't believe you bring in um Oh my gosh! Why am I blanking on the first overall pick? Connor Bedard. They bring on Connor Bedard to talk about being drafted by Chicago Blackhawks as the Pittsburgh Penguins are selecting. You couldn't have done it
0: during Arizona or, or way in between, between yes. the drafts. Like I, I was watching, I was watching you do it live stream, and they were like, "The Penguins pick is in." That's when the conversation ends with Connor Bedard saying let's see who they pick they didn't go and the penguins got braden yeager connor what do you know about braden yeah and it's just like i don't care about no offense an 18 year olds you know or like whatever on our pick i want to know he played against him I know, I know, I know, I know. It's I. I think I'm just being a little too much here, but like I just want to know. Hey, okay, yeah, Connor, congratulations on getting first run, uh, first pick. Uh, but can we learn a little bit more about Braden Yeager rather than just saying, hey, he could have back checked a little more on uh goal he scored? It's yeah. just it's something like I know he's trying to be funny, and it was his night basically. So that's I know, Chicago fans don't come after, come after me. You got him but i just think i was like all right i can i can i learn a little more about this new traffic and i didn't feel like i learned anything just yeah. besides his name where i'm like all right absolutely
1: cool yeah i agree yeah so that was that was uh wednesday we had one pick first round that was it 14 and then thursday which i didn't know that it was going to be thursday until why are you saying Thursday like that? I don't know. <laughs> because it was in the middle of the day, like, like literally day. Thursday <laughs> yeah. day
0: at eleven a.m. Like, who agreed to that? At eleven a.m. Yeah. I think it's such they, a silly concept. I think they knew they were like, no one's going to watch this. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Eleven a.m. Anyway, oh, so it's on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. The second round through the
1: seventh round and we we got a bunch of players do you want to list them off real quick sure so we went uh second round defenseman emil um say it just like Vuki. (laughs) tieni niemi tieni niemi sounds good okay and then uh you know further along in the draft i believe we had two thirds um mikhail elian uh, then F- Cooper Foster, Emil Yarventi, and Kale Hengis.
0: Love so, that last name. I now, just think it's so cool. You
1: know, Louis has mentioned it before in previous podcasts that whoever we draft, they are most likely going to be wilkes and,
0: you know, whatever yeah, developmental maybe, league they're a part of. Maybe Jaeger. Like, I would say he has a 30% chance of cracking the Pittsburgh roster. This year or just overall? This year. This year. I think zero. Oh, you think zero? I think, like, if he puts on a show, maybe. Maybe they work him in. But. I don't think so. Dubas said in his post draft interview, or at least the scouting guy or whatever, said, most of these guys aren't going to be in Pittsburgh. So, um that's good to know it means we fortify wheeling that means we kind of get a newer fresher roster um here in wilkesbury and like you said wherever they're developing that's probably where they're going to go back yeah
1: i think i think a few of those guys are going to stay in whatever league that they're currently in and we're just going to hold on to their rights for whenever they decide to come over and play like i know one of those guys was a russian guy who plays in khl yeah, their rules are so strict. So he's got to follow. He's got to, you know, finish his contract out with the KAHL before he comes over. So, mm. I mean, we got a couple years before we see him. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's always good to get a, uh, you know, influx of youth and depth into the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and this could just be our naive excitement towards Kyle Dubis but I have high hopes for every single one of them yeah and I expect them all to be NHL superstars but that's one thing that I've I've come to learn in the NHL is that there are more misses than hits in the draft and uh
0: you you just gotta roll with it so gotta roll with I mean we thought Owen Pickering well he was in college right? I forget where he was out of to be honest. Honestly, I, I, I thought I had I thought I had a really good point to make there. But then as I was speaking, my brain was like, Hold up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he could not come to play for Wilkesbury. So Well he came late in the year. He tried he tried helping out Oh, play that's, right. Push. That, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So he's most likely going to Wilkesbury this year. Oh, 100 uh, percent Which can't wait to go see those guys because I think Jaeger. Um uh, and, and seeing Owen Pickering, Pickering. and Wilkesbury with Pustin in and Hollander. Oh Pustin in. Yeah. Hey, Wilkesbury has a shot to be really good this well, year. i
1: hate to say especially with it.
0: the signings that we I hate to want say to win. it. Congrats to Hershey. Oh yeah. I, well, I, yeah. Congrats to Hershey winning cup. Yeah. Well, I now just, we move on. Yeah, we move on. Like, I don't want to. What are we doing here? Like, who cares? I mean, all right. One thing I will say, it's cool to see Hershey. I've been in their arena multiple times. The history that they have is unmatched. Absolutely. And it's so cool to see that it's such an iconic. I'm going to say brand, not team. It's an iconic brand. You have, it's a sport team. In the middle of chocolate world, you know? Yeah. it's cool as anything. And uh the fact that they have like have over they have just as much as history as like the Detroit Red Wings, New York Rangers. Absolutely. They could have had a shot to become an NHL team. So it's it's crazy to think about. Good for them, they won. Vegas, you're overrated. Congratulations on your cup. and yeah I put it in my live stream but
1: can we stop with the every single team that goes up and just starts parading the congratulations towards Dan Snyder or whoever his Dan Boyle and uh his you know congratulating him on his retirement and then congratulating Vegas on winning the Stanley Cup like we all know these things
0: happen like like well I understand GMs acknowledging a GM who's retiring that's fine that. I'm okay with that. But every single pick, that was annoying. Yeah. And that my thing was like, congratulations, Vegas. Like, it's not the NHL awards. Yeah. Who cares? That's what I'm this saying. is a draft. Vegas is picking just like every other team. Okay. They're not bringing the cup up going, woohoo. <laughs> Here's our pick. They're going with the 30th pick. 30. 31st? Yeah, no, we're 31st.
1: How many teams are in the NHL, Josh? <laughs> uh, we keep all these expansions threw me off. Yeah, I, I know
0: 31. No, I think we're at No, 30. we had it two. I think we're
1: thirty-two. Seattle yeah. and Vegas. Whatever. Thirty second
0: pick. Yeah, who cares? I just saw a, a picture of like the when they we had twenty-eight teams, okay? So it's just those were the days. <laughs> those were the days before Atlanta came in and ruined yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. But um uh, so but, but then they come up and they go, "Yeah, we're gonna pick this guy." And people are like, "Congratulations on winning the cup!" No, it's just I feel ESPN has no idea what to do with hockey, so they just go, "Hey guys, can you remind everyone that Vegas?" I won-
1: don't know. I, they've been doing that for years.
0: I, I think but, it's so like, dumb. That's
1: another thing with the NHL, like the NFL. I I'm, mean, I'm a short tangent. Okay? Go on a tangent, Josh. I promise we'll get back to it, and we'll we'll transition to the qualifying offers but the nfl draft has become a spectacle the nba draft Draft. is now becoming a must watch event
0: yeah because you didn't know giants existed until last year (laughs) how does the nhl watch those thing? those two leagues
1: drafts unfold on espn the same platform you're going to be putting yours on and say nah we're going to do something different why just follow the mold nba follows the mold of nhl just follow the mold
0: yeah please you mean I just
1: you mean nfl what? yeah no i'm begging the nhl to ball follow the mold of nfl
0: right but you said nba follows the mold of nhl but i think oh, you I meant
1: of it. nfl nfl yes
0: yes so why can't we just follow suit why can't
1: we just have the commissioner go out with a post-it card and read the the things if you don't want to do that fine just bring one representative of each team don't bring the entire staff (laughs) up on stage you have 30 people that we have to now wait for and then when the draft pick gets up there he's got to shake everybody's hand
0: and then he gets the jersey and the hat and then and they take a picture. And then they take a picture. But my thing is, you're right. It does take up a lot of space. I, and, oh and then you word. bring up guys who don't know players' names. No, oh, no offense, Price. to Carey Price. Yeah, you could have the. Becca Renee, just I like the envelope. Just like yes. oh, and the picture. Roger Goodell
1: in. comes out with it.
0: Yeah, it gets booed every time. He chuckles. It's a good old time. Everyone yes. knows what's happening. Yes. Um, and I think I think it's just so dumb that the NHL tried to make too much of a specter. I think they tried too hard. Mm. ESPN. And it showed. Because people were on that panel that did not know anything about hockey. They knew a little thing about the prospects. And then that was it. And I was just like, I feel like they're stretching. And honestly, you were more entertaining than the draft, which says a lot to the... No, not saying that you weren't good, just saying... The draft was not good. It was not entertaining. It's, it's
1: just it's hard. It's hard when you're trying to be better than those other two leagues. All you have to do is just just try to do what they do. Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Like, like so, the NFL, it's the commissioner. He has the jersey. He hands it to you. You shake hands. You move on. Basketball, you have a kid hand you a hat, and then you shake hands with the alien on stage and you you move on doesn't he doesn't he look like an alien from men in black sidebar (laughs) the nhl you can do a combination of both you can have gary bettman up there or no you know what just have your one representative up there make the announcement have a kid hand him the the jersey and the hat let him put it on and then shake hands with you say congratulations and move on move on yeah
0: i i think it's that's my my nhl draft all right honestly i really don't care honestly i think it'd be cool if we all just watch on tv like even the draft picks and they have like home parties to me i like when nfl picks are at home and they have this little home party and they get a phone call and they're like would you like to be like a, a minnesota viking and they're like yeah dude and then all of a sudden their name gets called and it's emotional and the family's freaking out i'd rather a a whole two hours of every family whether they're from russia whether they're from canada whether they're from america to have a to have them in their homes rather than them dressing up and they just like robots since sydney crosby First pick is Connor Bedard. And he just goes, yep, knew this was happening. Uh, shake yeah. my father's hand. Hug yeah. my mom. And that's yeah, nothing. You so much.
1: You're right. There's no phone calls.
0: There's no phone calls. They already know. They already spoke to him. No, but the, the one
1: guy, he he got drafted and he goes, whoa. Like, he wasn't expecting to be drafted.
0: Yeah. It's like- I, I mean, I kind of like both, but I also love cameras in living rooms and they go, yeah. oh my gosh, I just got drafted to the NHL. And then family's like, yeah, and they have the hat and they get it and they go, oh, look at you. And then you get a phone call from your new head coach and you're like, yeah, I can't wait to play for you. Yeah, it's gonna be a great experience. I feel like we don't have that in NHL. And I feel like it's just, I want that more excitement because you're like, yeah, good for that kid. And then, they, and then as he's on the phone and as they're putting their name up on the board and doing all that nonsense, the TV could tell you, oh, this is a good kid. Oh, you go yeah, boom, boom, boom. I like that format. Yep. Better. Just bring the top 50 prospects to the arena. Let everyone else be home. And then do it that way. That's my okay. That's fair. Let it happen the right way. Um, and that's like pretty that. much it. Tangent over. Let's get back yep. to qualifying offers. On Friday, Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, kind of offered contracts to these people and josh explain to them what a qualifying offer is what does it mean what does it doesn't mean and who did we do it to
1: yeah so they're restricted free agents meaning that as long as we give them a, a, a qualifying offer extend them a qualifying offer we possess their rights that sounds horrible like they're slaves they're not they're human beings but we own their rights, <laughs> meaning that they can't negotiate with any other team. They can only speak with us. Uh, now, I believe do not quote me if I'm r- wrong, but if negotiations don't go well, it has to go to like an arbitration hearing. And then, you know, the ar- arbitration judge will determine what the salary of that individual will be. But uh, the individuals who got the uh qualifying offers were forwards Jonathan Gruden, Philip Hollander, and Drew O'Connor, uh, defenseman Ty Smith and goaltender Philip Lindbergh. Now I believe Philip Lindbergh and Philip Hollander are have already signed with um teams in their, you know, native land. I think it's Sweden. Um, but by extending them qualifying op- offers, uh, we retain their rights for this upcoming, you know, year and off season. So that way, if they do want to return uh, to you know AHL, NHL level, we still retain those rights, and they can still uh, play for us next year. Um, so uh, I believe there was uh, one that I was surprised about that did not get. Uh, Louis, was, were you surprised that Ryan uh, Paling didn't get a qualifying offer?
0: Okay. No, I I feel like it was last year for him to make it known that he belongs on this roster. Kyle Dubas obviously walked in, uh, came into this organization during the offseason, but I think Mike Sullivan had something to say. Maybe like, hey, we traded away McGinn okay McGinn was gone and it was paling that should have been a little we liked him but he should have played a little bit better and i think he didn't he didn't establish himself enough to earn a qualifying offer okay and i think that's what it was i think i mean that it probably is more to it and i'm probably definitely wrong but um i just yeah I just, I, I just don't think uh, we wanted to to do it.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I like them. I kind of
1: wish we would have stayed. He would have you know, stayed. I think he would have been a good bottom six depth player. But mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, he's not. We're moving on. And Kyle Dubas had his hands full on Saturday, start of the NHL free agency period, July
0: 1st. Was it, at noon? it was at noon so 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time Free agency goes off and it was a frenzy uh, over the years we've seen this day become more and more intense and this yes, year did it. not disappoint this was more entertaining than the draft <laughs> also Twitter was freaking out that day Elon Musk decided you only could see a certain amount of things during a day uh, I'm whatever uh, so that happening during the most stressful time as a hockey fan kind of sucks not gonna i'm not gonna be on i'm gonna be honest on my phone trying to find new ways to log in so i could see more things i was trying to get everything done but i couldn't see everything i know josh had problems we we were tweeting out it was just chaos day during this chaos day Man was Kyle Dubas busy. So let's get out. Josh, you have all the numbers pulled up for all these guys? Uh I can.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. You, so you tell me which one you want.
0: We're gonna go all of them down the down down the the line. So um before we get into who is a new penguin, let's talk about who's not a penguin anymore. So Jason Zucker is no longer a Pittsburgh penguin. That was the one thing we wanted Kyle Dubas to do as soon as he got in. And it looked like he did not want to budge on his price. We wanted him for cheaper and longer. But it looked like Jason Zucker wanted that money. I'm sure there's more behind the scenes. There's probably more reasoning. I'm sure there's a different story. Everyone has two sides to it. But from what I gather, it looks like. Money was the big issue. We didn't want to pay that much. And he is off to Arizona. And he is no longer a Penguin. Brian Dumoulin. Thank you, Jesus. He is no longer a Pittsburgh Penguin. He was good in his heyday. Um, And and he helped us win two cups. And let's let's not use his most recent play. And diminish his career with the Penguins. He had a great career with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Recently, I did not like him, but you cannot, you cannot overlook his impact on the team since Wilkesbury. So with that being said, he is no longer a Pittsburgh Penguin. He is now Seattle uh Kraken. And hey, thanks for your all your help, both of you. But um, you know, good luck on to your next thing. Now it's penguin talk, Josh. Now it's penguin. We said our we said we gave them their flowers, Josh. Good luck in Arizona. Good luck in Seattle. Bye-bye. Now, there was someone that the little anticipation up in the air, Josh. All day. Was Tristan Jari gonna be a penguin? Is he gonna sign somewhere else? Are we gonna get Connor Holivak? What? is going on in the goaltender section and then i would say pretty later we got the news tristan jari re-signed to the pittsburgh penguins five years for 5.3 million per year now we're going to talk about this one because this is where me and josh disagree and then we're going to break down every signing after this but let's talk about tristan jari sound good let's go for it josh what did you think about this sign ing for tristan jari uh,
1: i think kyle dubas and i align in our thought processes when it comes to the signing of tristan jari when healthy and if healthy yeah he is an elite goaltender and he can help our team win a Stanley Cup, 100%. I believe that when healthy. So I do like the signing. Okay. Could it be cheaper? Could it have been lesser years? Absolutely, I, I understand all that. Okay. But I also have to look at the bigger picture and realize that there really were no free agents that I thought were at Tristan Jari's level. Again, when healthy, and that there isn't a tradable goaltender that, you know, wouldn't handcuff us in assets for any other type of trades or, you know, future drafts going forward. So that's
0: why I do like it. Mm -hmm. Josh, I don't like this. Here's why. If Tristan Jari wanted to sign like a one-year whatever to see if he can stay healthy, number one, and number two, win a playoff series and play in the playoffs, I would have been completely fine with it, and I thought it would have been fine. It's not that I don't want him on my team. It's that he costs too much, and I think think that's fair. We signed him for five years, 5.3. That's a long time for a lot of money. And he has to either win the Vesna or win us the cup soon to make me think that this was a fantastic signing. That's all I'm trying to say. So it's not that I don't like him. It's not that I don't want him. I'm just saying I think people were a little too happy when it happened. I think we needed to look and go, hey, it would have been nice if we saved a couple bucks on Tristan Jari. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, I, I, think, I think we did because he wanted it a lot more, right?
1: Well, no, I, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, I don't know enough about the the details, but like, if you were to ask me, like, if you were to say to me, okay, you can get Tristan Jari on a one year prove it deal for, you know, let's say $4 million. Okay. So, Okay. okay, fine. Tristan Jari stays healthy the entire year and wants to re-sign with the pittsburgh penguins after this ha- yeah yeah and he has a fantastic year he leads us deep into the playoffs what do you think his uh average annual salary i know for the following year yeah he It'll probably wants 7.5 7.
0: Yeah. for like 12 years i know i know so he kind of look in his press conference on saturday and when someone asked about tristan jar he said i made my expectations very clear with tristan and if he'll if he holds his end of the bargain it will be worth it so i'm gonna trust him on this okay i'm gonna trust kyle dubis because the, the 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 riley smith trade was good and a whole bunch of stuff that he did on saturday made me trust Trust the process. So I'm going to trust the process, okay? And he's not done. So we are trusting him to do what he came here to do. With that being said, I trusted him, right, Josh? And man, did he come through. We signed a defenseman, Josh. This this is the biggest contract that he signed. And I absolutely love it. Brian Dumlin's gone. We have a hole in the defense. And he went out and got Ryan Graves from the New Jersey Devils. He didn't trade for him. He was a free agent. We signed him for six years at
1: four and a half million.
0: Four and a half million a year. What a steal. (laughs) He wanted to be a Penguin. All right. I don't know who his agent was. But I guarantee you, he goes, hey, man, the Penguins are, they're calling about you. And he's like, take a pay cut. I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there. We got a great deal for this kid. He's 28 years old. He is ready to roll. He played phenomenal last year. He's a fast defenseman. I think he would pair excellent with Chris Letang. I love this signing.
1: Yeah, I mean for as much as you hated the Jari signing, I love this signing. So it, it, everything that you just said, I agree. I think he pairs automatically top line 100%. defenseman. Pending rumors. Pending rumors, we'll talk about it. Then again, you bring that average annual, the average age of the the team down by signing a 28 year old. Yeah you then have him on term for six years so he can essentially retire a penguin so start enjoying this guy now get to know him get a jersey yeah (laughs) he's here for six years and if he performs the way that he's been performing in in new jersey last couple years he will be you know essentially our next brian Dumoulin. hopefully he doesn't end as you know, the next Brian Dumoulin, but yeah. he w- I, he w- will do well. I promise you that. So yes, I agree as much as, uh, as as you in terms of this being, I think the best signing for
0: yeah. Dubas. This was the biggest W for Kyle Dubis on center, hundred percent without question. We fill a very important hole in our defense, but also a good new core guy for the next couple of years. Really looking forward to Ryan Graves and how he plays. Our next signing, Matt Nieto. Um, He was coming off of San Jose, I believe. Um, So we got him out for a two-year deal, Josh. How much? 900,000 each. Oh, beautiful. Keep that under a mil. Love it. So this is the, so what the next couple of guys you're gonna see he does this. Uh, Kyle Dubas, he keeps it under a mill. He is getting good guys, good fill in guys, bottom six guys. for He's a left wing, Josh?
1: Uh, they just have him lifted, listed as a, a, a wing. So. A winger. Okay. So, so essentially, definitely I, I, I'm not sure.
0: a bottom six guy for cheap for two years. I love that. Let's yeah. get these guys cheap. Let's get these guys to fill in the bottom six to see if they can perform. And I absolutely love that. So that is, um, where was I? That was Matt Nieto. And then right after the news of Matt Nieto, we signed Noel Akiari, right? I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that's how you pronounce it. Sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, Now this guy, he's not as cheap as Nieto.
0: Right, not as cheap.
1: He's three years, two million per the uh annual average and uh, he come from
0: the colorado avalanche which is a solid team so with that being said let's bring that guy in bottom six bottom six guys third line let's make sure he gets you know i these are the guys you want that was our problem last year Depth. and, and, and this i like it
1: i like this He's listed as a forward, nice. So that means that he's got some center experience. He's got some wing experience. So kind of reminds me of a Michael Granlund, right? But better? hopefully, hopefully, he won't better be here. Hopefully, he yeah. will be Michael Granlund's replacement. I don't know. I'm just speaking out of time. and we'll see.
0: We'll see. All right. After Akiari, we signed goaltender Alex Needle Jakovic sounds good to me from the Detroit Red Wings no lied where is yeah. he from yeah I think he's Detroit oh he's Detroit okay great yeah um, he's a goaltender now we needed a third goaltender because Alex Tokarski signed somewhere else so our goaltender that was basically our starter in wilkes left, so there is a hole down there and we signed Alex, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name again, but we signed Alex here to hopefully fill that role. Um, does that mean Casey DeSmith days are numbered? We will find out because he did sign an additional goalie, we'll go after that later, so He basically, we had room for one more goalie. He got two. What does that mean? Wolksbury more fortified, or does Casey need to worry about his job? We don't know. Let's just keep the list going. Alex, we signed him for what? One year? One year, one and a half. And league minimum, which is seven. Or what did we sign him for? No, no. Oh, one and a half mil. Oh, one and a half mil. All right, so that's gonna be the guy that's gonna probably be the starter in Wilkes-Barre, if not be our backup. So, yeah, when you're spending one and a half million, this guy means something. Okay, for
1: for perspective, Casey to Smith is making one point eight.
0: So if this guy makes one point five, who's gonna be in Wilkes-Barre? Is Casey to Smith going on waivers, or is this guy going to be the starter? Who knows? Let's keep it moving. All right. After Alex, we got Lars Eller. Yeah. Does that name sound familiar to the rivalry of Pittsburgh and uh, Washington? Washington. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he hasn't played in Washington for a while. He took a nice trip to Denver. So uh, he's been in the avalanche. We get Lars Eller for two years. How much, Josh? 2.4. 2.4 2.4 you know what that sounds like josh third wing a third third line excuse me center but he's a center which means carter's going to the fourth line or we're trying to get him to wave his no movement cause who knows but we have lars eller fitting in perfectly as our new third line center i love that i like lars eller He's always been good. Yeah, he's on the older side, but you know what? We need depth and we need some strong bottom six. I think this guy could produce it. So, great. Moving on. Uh, From Boston, we signed Juna Kopanen. And I think he's on a one-year at league minimum, but I'm not entirely sure.
1: Uh, I believe you're. Uh, I actually think he's a two year. Looks two like he's year, two nope. year seven seventy five. So
0: minimum. All right. So for those of you who don't know, league minimum for the NHL is seven hundred and seventy five thousand a year. I know that's a minimum. That's a sounds like a great contract. I would love to be making that much in a year. Um, but that's how much they're making in a year. It looks like it's going to be a two way contract. I think I have to double check that. I don't want to assume that. So yeah. Juna Koopinen, uh Koopanin. He is two years. Sounds saw, like a Wolksberry guy.
1: I saw a great meme on that guy. It was okay. uh so it was the announcement of that, and then underneath it says, uh, Mom, I want Kapanen. And it oh. says Kapanen at home.
0: It's Koppenin, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Koopman is better than Kavanaugh. Let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope. Um, and then uh, couple more, couple more. I think two more. Uh, Ryan Shea from the Dallas Stars. He is a one-year contract at league minimum. So mm-hmm. that's seven thousand seven hundred. Sorry, excuse me, seven hundred seventy-five thousand. Yes, that's you how much it. I got there. Um uh, and this guy's definitely Wilkes <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this guy's definitely Wilkes Speaking of Wilkes we signed Z- Redeem Zahorna. He is back in a penguins uniform. This is where we we're talking about how Mike Sullivan was probably involved with some things going on with um, Kyle Dubis because we all know Mike Sullivan loved. Zadeem Sohorna, and he is back. He is a one-year contract at league minimum, which is cheaper than what we got him for originally. So I like it. I think that's pretty dope. Uh, and then lastly, we signed Magnus Helberg uh, now, from Detroit. goaltender, one-year contract at, you guessed it. Nope, I lied. <laughs> $10,000. $10, Higher than league minimum. He comes in at seven hundred and eighty-five thousand. So it's good for him. He got that extra ten thousand. Um. Oh, and I, and one more. Oh. Forward Mark Johnstone to a two-year contract. He comes in from the Toronto organization. So Kyle Dubas obviously knows about him. We get him for Wilkesbury now. All that being said, really quickly, uh, Kyle Dubas had a press conference. Everyone was asking him questions. He said a majority of these guys are for Wilkes-Barre. And so he said depth and trying to fit in a possible strong bottom six. So what does that tell us? That tells us this guy ain't done. This guy's not content yet. He obviously got some guys to fill in wilkes because wilkes has not been good. Watch wilkes last year. So inconsistent. Bad games. Very, um, I would say, we could have won a lot of games that we didn't because we didn't have the right guys there. Kyle Dubas is changing That's that. Fair. He's changing yep. the culture of wilkes which he knows about because the Toronto Marlies were really good while he was under their as the GM so I am excited to see the future of wooksbury kind of grow here but what I've learned from that interview and that that press conference is that Kyle Dubas isn't done he has a plan there are rumors stewing and he is ready to fill in that bottom sick to get more D to get more goaltenders maybe we'll see but it looks like kyle dubas isn't done so josh do you want to talk about rumors or do you want to give your piece about uh, kyle dubas
1: no i i mean just I'll, I'll do both i mean just briefly what you were talking about with dubas is like i couldn't agree more i mean it, this is what i felt was a big downfall with Hextall is that he could not fill in the depth Now time will tell to see if kyle dubas can do it Mm -hmm. uh you know we're only assuming that based off of these names that we're seeing here and you know the talent that they displayed last year that they are able to do so now this year will be very telling on if they can now this is where i kind of like the you know kyle dubas mindset and whatever he doesn't care about failing either though as badly as he wants to yeah as badly as he wants to win he will he has no problem fixing his errors next year i guarantee Mm. it yeah i know what you mean the issue with ron hextall was when he made mistakes he said nah i didn't make a mistake he doubled down on he doubled down yeah Yeah. kyle dubis will say you know what yeah those guys didn't work out but you know what we're bringing these guys in like Ron Hextall was just like, ah, oh, those guys, they didn't, they didn't uh,
0: deliver. You know what? Let's give them another shot. Yeah. They didn't have the right assets to, to win. Yeah. And a GM would have been like, dude, you didn't deliver. Gone. Next up. Which is, I think, yep. what happened to Paling. And I think that's what happened to Brian Dumoulin. He didn't play well. Brock, Brock McGinn. Brock McGinn. You didn't play well? All right. You're gone, man. Yeah. We don't and, need to bring you back. And... And I know that sounds harsh, but the difference between Ron Hextall and Kyle Dubas coming in. First of all, Kyle Dubas is not a GM, so he technically doesn't have to deal with all the repercussions. Um, He is still. I think he's
1: gotten more pressure as being the poho.
0: Yeah, I know he's the poho, but I'm saying he could still hire a a GM and say, "Okay, now it's your turn. Um, Yeah, but what I'm saying is, by
1: the way, you were wrong about that.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. Call it out. Yeah, Louis was wrong. <laughs> I thought he was going to hire a GM before the draft. That was wrong. He apparently is the GM until the season starts or something. I don't know. Is he just a GM? That's what That's I That's also said. the president, which is you would be right. You would be right. But um, uh, where was I going until you really interrupted me? Um, yeah. Difference
1: what, between yes, next time. Yes, thank on. you.
0: Um. Dubas has no relations with any of these players. So oh, it's it's yeah. a clean slate for him. He comes and goes, that's not working, gone. That's not working, gone. That's not, and there's no emotional, well, I knew he was gonna be good, but he didn't, so let's give him another year. He doesn't have a relationship with them. He didn't, has no emotional investment. So he's like, you know what, gone. Didn't work for you guys, gone. All right, let's get some new guys in and let's see how they play.
1: And then is there any relation on these new guys? The only one that we know for sure is that Mark Johnstone, because from he's, he's from the Marley's. But that's the only one that we know for sure. Like, you know, I, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a relationship with any of those other players. I'm just saying that he didn't directly. Right. S- you know. Bring, bring them in previously to Toronto
0: correct and I think I think this time for Dubas he was apparently handcuffed a lot in Toronto now he's calling the shots here in Pittsburgh I'm sure there's a couple guys that he wanted to pursue while he was in Toronto but couldn't so coming to Pittsburgh he was like oh they're available going after him getting this guy getting this guy getting this guy marzeller getting him um riley uh smith getting him maybe he wanted riley smith in toronto but couldn't make it happen Mm -hmm. he's in pittsburgh i'm getting him and you know what let's see how it works right now kyle dubas is he he's got it he's got a good thing going he's got our trust right now um and i'm all in on dubas right now so he's doing a great job and can't wait to see what else he does like i said he's not done speaking of him not being done there was a um, a question asked in the press conference about us potential potentially pursuing the norris trophy winner eric carlson and his response was when a guy like that comes available It would be irresponsible of me as the Poho not to be interested and not to see how we can get him onto the team. And can we just say that statement was before Eric Carlson
1: requested a requested a trade.
0: He technically requested a trade today on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah. But so, we were so pursuing him yesterday. Did Khabibus show his hand? Like, I don't know. I don't think so, because everyone was in on Carlson. Now it's down to, like, two to three teams. And we are among them. Apparently, Carlson has told his agent or whatever, uh, or the, the manager of the Sharks, he wants to go to a contender like the Pittsburgh Penguins. So
1: yeah and then he listed the canes and the kraken
0: the kraken which to be fair kraken played really well and first of all huge hockey market out there right now everyone's loving to play over there which is fine cool
1: and he would get to stay west coast
0: and he was stay west coast you have the hurricanes which are a phenomenal hockey team so -hmm. that's good and then it's weird that he would want to go to the pittsburgh penguins right because technically we're not a contender Unless behind the scenes everyone knows, oh, they're getting ready for something. They're doing. They're planning. Well, there,
1: here's here's my question. Don't you believe that if we have Carlson, he is he makes us a contender?
0: I think we have Sidney Crosby. We're a contender every year.
1: And okay, I'm not. So then, I'm not
0: just saying that. Yeah. I'm saying, first of all, yeah. I was just setting up. I was playing devil's advocate there. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What I'm, I know it wasn't, don't, you don't need to apologize. It was very badly set up. But what I'm saying is when you have someone like Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin and Chris Latang, you're a contender every year. With Carlson, he loves Sidney Crosby. He's a big fan of Sidney Crosby. How could he not want like, dude, I could play with Sidney Crosby and then retire like, I'm not saying he's going to retire for after a year He still has four years on his contract I'm saying he's going to play The rest of his years Out as the Pittsburgh Penguin How great would that be?
1: Yeah, and then he could become The face of the franchise Well, I don't
0: know about the face of the franchise But he would become The new face of The defense For sure, Chris Letang would have to Take a back seat A little bit Hundred yeah. percent. If oh, Carlson no, comes no, in, no, 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 no. What? Okay. No offense to Crystal Tank. I love Crystal Tank. Okay. I mean, I do and I don't. It's, it's a love-hate relationship with me and Crystal <laughs> Tank. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like you love to hate him. You know what I'm saying? You love yeah. to hate him, and I'm glad he's on my team that I get to hate on him. You know, it's one of those kind of relationships. That's fair. Um, yeah, it's like I love to 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 hate on Evgeny. You hate Balkan. him because he's yours. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like um when dad say, you don't get to make fun of my kid, only I get to make fun of my kid. Yeah. It's kind of that. It's kind of that relationship <laughs> with um with Crystal Tank. But if Eric Carlson comes in, the tr- Norris trophy winner of last year comes in and he's on the penguins. Three time Norris re-time. trophy winner. Letang only has once, right?
1: I think so. I think I think Letang only has one And once. it wasn't
0: recent. So I'm just saying that if Carlson comes to the Pittsburgh Penguins, he is the new face of the defense. I wouldn't be surprised if Carlson gets the first line, Letang goes second.
1: I mean, I know they're both right, but I think you got to keep them same line.
0: No, that'd be so dumb. You want to spread that wealth out? Really? Yeah. So, Josh, we got Ryan Graves. Yeah. So yeah, I love that pairing up of Ryan Graves and Crystal Tank. Keep that aligned. Marcus Patterson and Eric Carlson. That's yeah. yeah. (laughs) We keep. uh, I was gonna say. Would you like to go over some? Theories, some trade options that we could do to get this man or what would you like to do um
1: yeah i mean we could throw out some possible ideas but uh i just also want to throw out there for the record he has not won the norris trophy chris letang
0: so he's been a finalist a lot so to be fair a three-time norris trophy could come to the penguins and we have no Norris Trophy winners, and you're saying he wouldn't be the face of our defense?
1: Not after Chris Letang has been our face of the defense for the last 12
0: however many years. Okay, but let's just hypothetically say he comes to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay? He has four more years on his contract, which means four years in Pittsburgh. You're telling me if he plays even a um, half of what he did last year, which Josh, that's 50 points. That's phenomenal for a Penguins defenseman. Okay? You're telling me he's not the face? He is. Now, I'm yeah, not saying Chris be- Letang well, because, is irrelevant. I'm just because saying because
1: Chris Letang will still be here technically.
0: Oh, we're and not like, trading Chris Letang for No, no, no.
1: What I'm saying is like let's just say each of those players play out their contracts and then retire okay okay chris letang has five years left on his contract i know okay so let's just say eric carlson he comes to the penguins plays out his contract when he either leaves or retires
0: at the end of his contract chris letang will still be here i know i'm tra- so, i'm not saying I'm- chris letang becomes irrelevant i'm saying chris letang is no longer the face. No, he's of the, face. the defense for the Penguins. If he, he is if, still a core player. If he player. keeps that
1: A on his chest, he will be the face of the defense.
0: Oh no! Even if Carlson comes in, he's still getting the A on his chest. Yeah, he'll be the face of the defense. And he won't. He won't. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's he's becomes irrelevant. He. I'm is, not saying that either. Okay. I'm not. I'm not saying that. You're all saying I'm, that. All I'm saying is that when Carlson comes in. It's kind of... Okay. Let's say this, Josh. Let's be realistic here. Mm -hmm. Let's be realistic. Yeah. If somehow we wished upon a star, okay? And Connor McDavid came to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby is still the captain. Don't get me wrong. And And he's still the face of the team. Don't even. How do you not say? No shot. You're... now we like Sidney Crosby and he's the face to us because we've been Penguins fans, but to everyone else, wouldn't Connor McDavid become the face of the organization? No, it,
1: it, it's a little bit different because Connor McDavid is so much younger. He would be the future of the franchise. Sure. So, so with, with Chris Letang and Eric Carlson, they're so close in age. I think it's like essentially like, let's just say Alex Ovechkin. We bring in Alex Ovechkin.
0: Okay, that's a a more comparable. He's not
1: he's not changing. He's not going to become the face of the franchise. Sidney Crosby is still the face of the franchise. Okay, so it's same thing with Chris Letang. It's still the three headed monster of Chris Letang. um, Evgenia Malkin and Sidney Crosby. You just Mm -hmm. instead of becoming a three headed monster, you now become Mount Rushmore and you have four guys how crazy would that be you have two on offense two on defense that's what you become yeah (sighs) maybe that was a bad comparison because Cindy crosby no i know but i know what you're saying i understand what you're saying because like essentially he is better i'm not i'm not going to deny that eric carlson is a better hockey player than chris letang yeah but sometimes that has nothing to do with skill being like the face of a position group has nothing to do with skill. And let's say you're right. Carlson would get the top line and Latang would get the second. I still think Latang would be the guy, not the guy, but the face of the defense. When you say, oh, they still got to deal with the Penguins. They still got to deal with Crosby, Malkin. They're not going to say in Carlson. They're going to say Latang because they've been saying it for. I know, Josh. Josh.
0: You're thinking that he is no longer part of the core. I think we've become, like you suggested, a Mount Rushmore. But, wonder if he Okay, so we're all going hypothetical land. And after this, we could talk about hypothetical trades. But, if Carlson comes in and wins another Norris Trophy as a Penguin, you know it's going to be Sidney Crosby and Eric Carlson might be it might be That's what I'm saying <laughs> it's so hard because it's just like it sucks because it's, it's been hard. Crosby Malkin but Malkin hasn't been producing he did last year point per game yeah he did last year yeah Sucker was better though statistically no I don't think but yeah no not at all anyway we can there's a whole other conversation Josh let's not dive into this We don't got time for this. What we do got time for is hypothetical trades for Eric Carlson, which will then become the face of the defense if he becomes a penguin. All right, here's my hypothetical trade. Now, this is very unrealistic, so take this with half of a grain of salt, okay? All right, we send. First of all, let me context. Three teams involved. Let's pretend it's um arizona san jose and us obviously we get eric carlson that's it we just get eric carlson we send marcus Peterson to san jose okay so one for one there and then you're like that's not enough hold on actually sorry Marcus Pedersen and a second-round draft pick for next year. That's what we send San Jose. 24. 24. We send it their way. Did I say second or first-round pick? Second. First-round pick with Marcus Pedersen to San Jose for Eric Carlson. Then go to Arizona. A second-round draft pick and Michael Granlund to Arizona – because they're going to retain 50% of Eric Carlson's contract. And that way we only pay 5 mil for the guy a year for the next four years.
1: Well, he's 11 and a half, so it would be. F-
0: well, for. Uh, 5.75? 5.7, whatever. I'll still take a trophy, a Norris Trophy winner. For 5.75 mil. So I think that's exactly...
1: Oh, no, it's not. I was going to say, I think that's what Jeff Petrie is making.
0: So, yeah, Jeff Petrie, I think, is making 5.12. He's
1: making 6.2.
0: Oh, my gosh. So overpaid. (laughs) So, scratch that. We send Jeff Petrie (laughs) to (laughs) San Jose. (laughs) No, but honestly, Marcus Pedersen, first-round draft pick to San Jose for Eric Carlson. To Arizona, Michael Granlin and a second-round draft pick for next year. They retain 50% of Carlson's contract. You're welcome. Dubas, feel free to take that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't hate it, that's for sure. But I I do think it's unrealistic. I I think you're going to have to hock up a little bit more. Um, because again, three-time Norris Trophy winner, uh, I think you're going to have to include some sort of prospect, whether it's Pickering, whether it's maybe Braden Yeager. No, okay.
0: how about if I, I Sam sprinkle... No, I don't know about. I don't think because he just came off of a, a year of people don't know how he's going to play. This, so this is business business no no no. i'm not saying like oh he i'm not saying that i'm saying why would you oh, trade because he hasn't even plate. Yeah, yeah yeah why I would they want saying. him so um let's throw an owen pickering i scrap i kind of like sending jeff petrie i would send him to arizona jeff petrie to arizona
1: yeah i i honestly say what you will about the actual trade i would have never traded a second round draft pick for michael grandland but i think we keep him
0: what josh he had one point last year let's see <laughs> one point but see
1: let's you're see. you're doing exactly what you accuse my uh Hextall. ron Hexall of doing. doubling down Michael Graham I, I, didn't I work. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And the thing is, I just, I like the versatility of being a quote unquote forward where he can play multiple positions on the line, he can play center, he can play wing. Otherwise you're stuck with Jeff Carter as being our fourth line center. I,
0: I understand versatility, but I also want versatility that can score.
1: Okay, so do you want Jeff, Cor- Jeff Carter lining up fourth center, or do you want Michael Grandland? Jeff
0: Carter was our best faceoff guy all season. So, yeah, I'll take right, Jeff Carter over at Grandland.
1: All right, you got me there.
0: Yeah, all right. So,
1: so, okay, so... Joke's on you. You obviously can't send too much to Arizona just for retaining salary.
0: That's why I so. said Michael Grandland in the second-round draft pick. It gives so them then,
1: more... So then we keep Petrie?
0: yeah petrie now wait hold on petrie's making six ten, or six twelve and a
1: quarter six and a quarter
0: Oh, six two all right and how much is is uh patterson making
1: do you know uh just over four and which we- i think to make the math work you got to put them together that's 10 mil so you would g- you, you suggest, suggest put, with, hold on put would them you together
0: grandland five mil so you're saying if we want to do a straight up trade with san jose we would send over a two defensemen which is marcus peterson jeff petrie and michael grandland which is a forward to mm. san jose for eric carlson
1: would you add yeah. anything to that? A, hundred, a bunch of draft picks, because those three players that you included are nowhere
0: near the caliber of Eric Carlson. Wonder if we threw even combined. Now, do we give up a first rounder in yes. this scenario that we're talking about? Yep. All right. Yeah. So let's let's roll this out, and then Owen Pickering. Let's just pick Owen Pickering because he was our oh, first why round. Why are draft. we giving them everything? No. No, no, no. I'm just saying one prospect. So hold on, in this scenario okay, that you you just created, straight up with uh, San Jose, we get Eric Carlson, they get Jeff Petrie, Marcus Pedersen, Michael Granlin, and a first-round draft pick. What else?
1: Then like a a mid-round draft pick, anywhere between three to five, yeah. All
0: right, let's just give them a fourth-round draft pick. So a first round, fourth round, Jeff Petrie, Marcus Pedersen, and Michael Graham, then Eric Carlson. Yeah, you're probably gonna have to throw in Pickering. And then Owen Pickering, and then we get one dude. Do they About give A three
1: time Norris? Jovi winner.
0: Listen, listen, I like the three-way trade because it takes cap away
1: yeah and that's and that's the thing i like I, I like that about that but it's just it's hard to facilitate and then like in your theory if that works and everything and like the draft picks and prospects and all that work out as well you can then do a completely separate trade to get rid of michael grandland's contract to get you underneath the cap mm-hmm. because even if you trade marcus petterson Oh no, you have Grandland going. I'm sorry. You have Grandland going to Arizona for the, the salary retention. What I mean is try to get rid of Jeff Petrie, Jeff Petrie's contract to get you under the salary cap because you're still, cause we're technically over the salary cap right now mm-hmm. with all of those signings that, uh, Kyle Dubas did. So that's why, and just another reason why he's not done yet. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the rumor mill, rumor mill is hot, and it is,
0: it is all Eric Carlson. Right all now. Eric Carlson right now. All right, so here yeah, I'm going to give you a new. We're we're gonna last one and we'll wrap up. Okay? Oh, okay, yeah, let's wrap it up on this one. All right, so my three way deal still intact. I don't know. We're keeping Arizona, uh, Michael Granlin and a second round traffic pick. Mm-hmm. That's still there retaining to San Jose either Marcus Pedersen or Jeff Petrie you get to choose okay they Who take Pedersen and RP. so let's let them take Pedersen Owen Pickering first round draft pick and a fourth round draft pick for Eric Carlson that's a solid trade how do you say no to that
1: It. it it's it's hard just because it's like like when you're just looking at it in a bubble it's like if i'm san jose i don't want to give up eric carlson but now you're as san jose you're in the the position of you have no choice because he doesn't want to play for you anymore right which so means
0: you're not going to just get take what, what
1: you can get you, correct
0: yet. So and now, if he says i want to go to pittsburgh and they go all right well we'll offer you these guys now you're going to go tooth and nail to see what you can get obviously Absolutely. they're going to say well give me your best defenseman well we're not going to give you chris let okay we'll give us petterson all right you want a, a a draft pick all right we'll give you first yeah. round and fourth round okay you want a, a prospect what about pickering mm-hmm.
1: all right well, i think i think they would start with sam poland Pull, all right, Pullian, Sam pulling
0: Um, all right. Let's give him Sam Pollen and give him Owen Pickering. Yeah. You don't say no to that. I think and then with Arizona or whatever team Kyle Dubas decides to go with, if they retain 50%, that is a magical trade. I would take that trade. I would be so happy to relieve. Now, I like Michael, uh, uh, Marcus Pedersen. I do. I really I do. do too.
1: Yeah, the dragon.
0: The dragon. If we gave him up, I'd be happy if we got Carlson for 50%. I would be delighted. I think that is a fair trade for Marcus Pedersen for Eric Carlson. Yeah. 100%. And I'd be super happy with that. So, And, and honestly, if you're able to relieve
1: jeff petrie and Granlins contracts i'm cool taking less
0: percentage off coming down to like a oh. quarter for that third team yeah i know but you never know what's going to come down later in life and you may need that extra cash oh no that would that would give
1: us some extra cash like as long as someone are is you saying petrie and petterson no, it doesn't have to be involved in that trade. All I'm saying is getting rid of those contracts. Those yes. the, getting rid of Grandlin, Carter and Petrie, getting rid of those three contracts. If you can get rid of them and, and get in Carlson I, on a reduced salary, like, I think you can only go, like, I think you should only go as low as a quarter. Um and then, you know, figure it out the math wise from there. You yeah. would still have some money to I don't even know if there would be any holes, but to fill in the holes.
0: Yeah. No, I like that. I, I think that's I think that's what Kyle Davis was probably trying to figure out. Yeah. I think it's I think that's his top priority. And like as he said, if he could get Eric Carlson, he's gonna do it. Yeah. So can't wait to see what he does. Hopefully. Hopefully we get them, but during this podcast recording right now, I've been refreshing Twitter as long as it lets me to see if there's any word that we are getting Carlson, and I'm excited for it, so let's see what happens, but guys, thank you so much for listening to us uh, this week for the draft, for all this stuff coming up. We appreciate you guys engaging us on Twitter, at Pens Collective um we know you could go to a lot of places so we appreciate you coming here also thank you so much for just following and listening to this podcast it means a lot to us we got we couldn't do anything without you guys so we definitely appreciate it josh where can these people find the podcast as always this podcast will be
1: uh available for you at spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, iheartradio um, wherever you are yeah. listening to us currently just make sure you like subscribe um, follow whatever the option is just make sure you click that turn on notifications if you want then just leave us a comment or a review goes a yes. long way it's appreciated mm-hmm. um, and then, you know just stay tuned you know uh, we're, I think we're going to be doing some some more of those live streams uh unfortunately Especially if
0: we get girls <laughs> yeah
1: unfortunately we can only just do it on twitter um so make sure you're following us there at pens collective and then just stay tuned it's going to be a, w- a wild summer we're only in july and we still have until what october is the first game
0: of the year with yeah, go- sep- sep- well yeah october is the beginning of the year but september is preseason. yeah so i mean we got two and a half months before we get anything so hey it's an exciting time to be a penguins fan stay uh stay updated and join us here uh on this podcast guys thank you so much that'll do it for this one josh as always
1: let's go pens (laughs)